1: SITTING IN A DINER OR OUT IN THE STREET CATCH UP WITH THE NEWS GET YOUR POINT OF VIEW I WANNA HEAR WHAT UNRAVELS I'LL SEE YOU IN MY TRAVELS
0: and good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Travels with Charlie. Thanks for joining me today. Your host, Charlie Papillo. So great to be with you. Quick shout-out to all the sponsors of Travels with Charlie. This show would not happen without those sponsors. Got to thank them. Myers Bagel Cafe in Burlington. Well, now they're called Myers uh, Woodfired, and they're on... Shelburne Road in South Burlington. They're doing wood-fired bagels like they always did, and coming up shortly. Uh, I stopped in the other day. Still not doing the pizza nights, but that's going to be coming up shortly. So check that out. Happening very soon. Myers Bagels and Myers uh, Wood-Fired Pizza. Of course, uh, Jolly Convenience Stores when you're on the road, and uh, like I am, you gotta get uh, a little coffee in the belly and uh, fuel for the car. Jolly Convenience Stores. That's the place to stop. Casella Waste Systems, casella.com. Are you cleaning up? It's spring cleaning time. Come on, do a little bit of spring cleaning. And when you're ready to do some traveling, milntravel.com. My friend Scott Milne at Milne Travel, they've been doing that since 1975. Milntravel.com. Great program lined up for you today. I'm looking forward to this show more than... The More than ever, because, you know, one of, uh, you know, true friend and somebody that's been on many, many radio shows with me in the past, Rusty DeWeeze, the logger in the house. Good afternoon, Rusty.
1: I always say that the first time I was in this studio right over there in that room over there by the toilet, I was 15. So... Let's do the math. Uh, <laughs> I'm 62. That's honest to God, the truth. So, what, I, were you, what were you doing over there? Well, you know, Jack Donovan had a sh- program called Vermont Live, and he would have bands up here. Yeah, bands, and you'd bring your amplifiers up that skinny
0: yeah.
1: uh, stairway. And our, the, the band I was in was called New Country Sounds. Dwayne Perry and his wife run it, and the Como Twins and me. And you were I, a drummer at the time. Yeah, drummer, yeah. and uh, yeah. I sang. Sang on Jack's program. He has it. It's called Margaritaville. But yeah, you and I—I I mean, between Corm and the and the <laughs> and the running and producing, you—that's like—and I don't—I'm not even joking. It must be that you fellows are between forty and fifty years on the radio each. Is that correct?
0: Uh, longer for a quorum than me. I've, um, I've got close to 30, I think, yeah, okay. uh, in radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so yeah. that's, that's interesting, I yeah. think. You know, that's, uh, I, I love it. So, so thanks for having me on.
0: Well, good to have you on, uh, certainly. And thanks to, for you to, uh, uh, making time today. I know you, you're a busy guy. You had meals on wheels today. You got some disappointed people <laughs> because, you know, they were expecting Rusty to knock on the door and, and
1: When I'm in my busy season, I I stop Meals on Wheels Yeah. because I don't want to say to them, oh, I can't do it this Wednesday. But you came to me, and you, of course, being the pro, you said Monday the 8th, and I was able to see them and say... Next week, could you do it? She said, yeah, you're giving us yeah. a week notice. They just don't like the folks who deliver meals on wheels like they deliver on Wednesday and then they call Tuesday night and say, well, Can't yeah, make it. you, yeah, you gave them plenty of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: So maybe some of them are listening. Uh, you know, if they've, they've got their meal and uh, somebody else delivered it today and, and Ru- hey, Rusty's on with the, uh, with uh, with Charlie Papillo today on uh, Travels with Charlie, and if you want to call in, let us oh, know. Yeah. How did the guy deliver the food? Did he did he do as good a job as Rusty? Two four four seventeen seventy seven. How was the meal? Uh, was you know was some of it sampled? One eight seven seven. 291-8255. Love to hear from you. I know Rusty would as well. 1877. 291-8255. So let's catch up with you. And and we're going to this is going to be a lot of fun today because right. we're going to do some things. He brought his guitar. Going to play some music today. We're going to have a little Q&A here, but we're going to we're going to uh, switch things around yes. towards the end of the program. The last segment Rusty will be in the driver's seat and Rusty's going to interview me.
1: Yeah, and and that was a great idea. You hit me up on the on the email there and I well that's great. I I I got to say that's going to be fun and folks should keep listening. But, man, we need to do it for a whole show. I'm looking at it. I'm going, how can I interview Charlie? He's said a whole full life with interesting and the kid and the wife and the this and the that in 10 minutes. But, anyway, we'll get a sampling. And if, All right. You know, if we get good feedback. All right. Have me back in?
0: It'll be a lot of fun. So yeah. let's, let's catch up with Rusty yeah. and what's been going on. We just uh, came out of a winter season, of course, yeah. out of COVID. Uh, yeah, and, and, man, you know, you really, when you think about, you know, reinventing yourself or, or you know, going with the flow, COVID came about they're shutting down halls people aren't performing in halls and you know a lot of comedians a lot of actors a lot of people like that they just they they stayed home they didn't they couldn't do anything and rusty said the hell with that i'm getting me a truck and you know a flatbed and we're going out and doing shows in fields and you did it
1: i and i'm doing it this summer and you're so still this... doing it because it's so popular it's great this will be the third summer it's yeah. a mac truck and it's a big one it's a 10 wheeler it's a, you know uh Turbo, 18 speed, Eaton Fuller transmission, and uh, it's only a 2002, 480,000 miles, which is not a lot for a truck. But anyway, I have three shows set up. Can't tell you where they are. Oh, there's one at Snow Farm Vineyard this, uh, August 11th, I think. That's one. But yeah, you, you pull in the truck. Harken back to the old days. My job, my life wasn't, uh, tightened or really, I didn't have to shift it much during COVID. I'll be perfectly frank. I'm a single guy at this point still living at the house with a cat. So I I didn't have to make any decisions uh, on the fly. And I just put that together. Well, I think people will come on out and, and the truck is part of the show.
0: You know, what's interesting, you know, somebody else, if they were to do that, it'd be, you know, my people are going to get your people and uh, we'll get a truck oh, and we'll get we'll get a driver for the truck. And and I'll show up after you've got it all set up. And, uh, you know, I just get up on stage and then I go home in my sob. Uh, right. Not rusty. You're driving this thing. I drive and, the truck. And I mean, let's put it in perspective, as you mentioned. I mean, it's a big
1: a truck. Yeah. So you, I had to get my. I drove dump truck when I was a kid for Percy, and you didn't need a CDL. Yeah, you didn't need a CDL. So I had to get my. I was delivering meals for what's the thing that um, Sue Minter runs there, the, the the food place out there. Uh, Copstone. And I delivered meals for them during
0: COVID. Thank you, Corm. COVID I'd Pick up
1: the meals near a granite <laughs> yeah. shed out in Barrie. Yeah. And I see this granite truck. It's an old Mac, R series. And I said, geez, I want to hearken back to that. And I, you know, I was delivering meals. I was thinking, geez, I'm crow. I don't know what I'm going to do this summer. I got to do a show. I got to make a living. I'll buy a truck. And blah, blah, blah. I went yeah. to my old boss. And he said, well, we're trading ours in. Yeah. And that was a good one. And I went to uh, Iroquois Trailers out in Huntington. And they put a nice flatbed on it. It was a fun process. And yes, well, you
0: outfitted it. I mean, it's not just a flatbed. This is a traveling stage. There's a sound system, uh, right? I mean,
1: it's well, the the stage is uh, as austere as I like to. I like to run everything that I do. But there are those four big chrome toolboxes underneath it that you see these trucks have. Yeah. And in there are their speakers charged yeah. and, and yeah. everything and the little hats and stuff that I sell. But, oh, you pull up and then the greatest thing is uh, 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 one of my romantic thoughts is of because uh, I love the Rat Pack. <laughs> You know, we all love the. Keep rap- your finger
0: on the button, Gorm.
1: <laughs> we we grew up with the Sinatra and Joey Bishop and all, and, yeah. and uh, I've taken up to smoking cigars in the last ten, twelve years. Yes, and golly darn it, if you I just romanticize about being on stage at the Chandler and Randolph and getting done the show and lighting up a cigar and looking out into those 560 seats as the people file up. You can't do that. Yeah. With my truck, and the minute I get done that show and I tell the people, I'm like, you can come up here and buy a hat, but I got a stogie going, and them people love it, and I get in that truck and I smoke that thing going home. And I always find there's going to be a McDonald's on the way home. I pull in Durand off, park the truck, put the stogie on the flatbed, and I walk through the drive-thru because <laughs> the goddamn truck won't fit. <laughs> and that's living. <laughs> I don't care. Everybody else can pound sand, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Rusty Dewey's
0: my guest today on Travels with Charlie, at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Uh, good source tells me, Rusty, that. You were at the, um, the Maple Festival in St. Yeah. Albans just a week ago. And immediately it brought up, uh, remembrance of a, a parade in Burlington when Peter Shumlin was not the governor. He was running for governor. And this is a guy, you know, Shummy. Me. I mean, he came out of nowhere and he won. <laughs> and, and one of the things that he did, and I just, I was just so amazed. We're watching the parade. We're at, we're at the parade and we're watching this parade. And Shummy jumps onto a float and he's going down the, the street and he's waving to everybody and people are going, Well, you know, there's Shummy's on a float. It's and it's not his float. <laughs> and somebody told me that that you pulled the same thing. You were on some float during the Maple Festival, and in fact you had gotten more applause than the governor when he went by.
1: Maybe there's some, you know, governor Rusty Dewey's. Well, I don't know about that. It's it's a little bit. I have a client up there in Swanton, T D I, and I know Corn won't mind me saying it once. Recovery and um and repair. Yeah, and it's a family business up there. And they and I was talking with them. I do an Instagram. One part of my contract is one Instagram live per month from there. A shop, yeah, and I called them up. I said, I'd like to come up Sunday and do it. You know, and they said, Well, we're going to be in the parade. You want to stand on the flatbed? I did not I'll tell you what, man. It was fun. Saint I love Snaubins, a lot of people there. And but next year, I'm wearing my earplugs because I'm standing behind the cab. <laughs> And you know they're beeping the horn, son of a gal. Man. You know, and I know you're. I think I know you're into this woke stuff. You're not into the woke stuff. No, you're, you're you're very interested about what's going on. Yeah. Well, you know what's a woke thing that you might not know? What's that? You can't throw candy to kids anymore from your float. No. I'm serious. Why? You put an eye out or something, so there's no more of that. Oh, come on. These kids are looking like little gold darn robins in the nest with their mouths open, and I'm like, I can't throw you candy. I can throw your mother my underwear, but I can't throw you candy. No, I says honest to God truth. You can't throw candy. So you're the a candy. kid oh, at the Maple yeah. Festival, and you ain't getting – it could be that if someone's walking next to your float – Well, they don't want you do running
0: your... down the street. They don't want kids running out.
1: Running out toward yeah. the truck or right. getting stuff yeah. hit him, hit him. Yeah. So anyway, that's a... Oh, I'm sure there was
0: a lawsuit there somewhere, you know. Somebody, one in a trillion. Right. Yeah, some Somebody got their, you know, don't mean to laugh about it, but you got your eye poked out by a cinnamon
1: dish. you know. Turkish oh. taffy right in Go there <laughs> <goddamn> noggin. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: head you right down to the hospital and...
0: Rusty, you were in a movie. Was it last fall or I, I it lose track spring. here? It was, no,
1: uh, last spring. Too, on the one down the cape. 2022. Yeah, it's called Lost Nation. Yeah, has a you, lot to you do. You played it. With... Would
0: you play a pilgrim?
1: No, I played a Yorker. A Yorker. The Yorkers were against Ethan Allen. Oh, and Ethan Allen, there, a big land grab is what it was. So this this movie more about the land grab, and uh, I played Asa Locke, an actual guy. A S A Locke. I will say, and uh, I just did looping for it. ADR, where you go back into the studio, and if a plane flew overhead when you were shooting a picture, they didn't get good sound, so you oh, got yeah. to mimic what you said, you know, which just stinks because. So you know, they don't reshoot it. You just you have to do the the voice part. Yeah, the voice, part. and you make sure that it goes with the lip. It's a bummer because you yeah. have the. So how many takes
0: sound. to do something like that?
1: Yeah, four, five, six. We did yeah. it over at Joe Egan's, but yeah. you know, the director's there. But Jay was said said Lost Nation. It's a nice movie. It's going to come out this summer. He told me that it might come out two thousand twenty four instead because I think what he said was next year's the two hundred and fiftieth year of Vermont being a state mm. so he would hook that Ethan Allen oh, you know, cool. tie yeah. that in yeah. but that was a fun movie
0: how does something like that come about I mean do you do you have an agent does Rusty do we, I can't imagine you do because you do everything yourself
1: well when I was doing the movies and the tv which I did a lot of down in New York and LA yeah. I had an agent yeah. for that but I moved up here I don't yeah. so no a guy like Jay Craven it's his his production his movie and he just okay. calls me so up. so Jay knows Russ.
0: You, yeah Russ I yeah. got
1: a part for you yeah I wrote for it. I'd like to have yeah. you do it.
0: Explain and the character.
1: Asa Locke is a – there's a head head Yorker guy. I forget his name, but he's got a real historical name. And I was basically <laughs> – as I was with Meatloaf. You loaf. fit
0: the part. As I, mean... I was with
1: Meatloaf, I was a henchman. So we were trying to give Ethan and his boys a big uh, mess of trouble and everything. And Jesus Crow, right in the movie, I flog a preacher and everything. <laughs> I'm serious. We're shooting that at night in Nantucket overnight, and I flogged him so hard the gallbladder and leather flog broke. It. <laughs> props! Props! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they had to go down to the leather store, and they tuck it there. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean by leather store? Glass bongs and leather wigs. Yeah. Anyway, it was good. It was fun, fun. You know what's fun. It was a job, too. It was an unexpected yeah. job, to yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. Paid how, pretty
0: good. How did you get ready for it? Because um, I don't think you were wearing wigs or anything like that, but you had a little bit longer hair. Didn't you have a beard, too? I or? did.
1: You know, funny you say that. Yeah. Because I did have longer hair, Yeah. and I had a long mustache yeah. in the winter. Yeah. Now, that, apparently, it's not exactly, historically, what them fellers were wearing oh, back then? Yeah. So the whole idea, they did
0: wear buckle shoes though. I remember. They I, wore. I, I saw, I saw a picture of them. I said, you know, Rusty, even if you don't get paid, if you can keep them buckle shoes, it was worth doing the game. Well, gig. it was
1: a period piece, and I I liked yeah. the way I looked, and yeah. I kept the buckle shoes. You so did. You know, huh? <laughs> and, but I went down. That's the type of thing I liked the look. This kind of sounds weird in this world we're living, and I'm talking about my look. But for a movie, you you're getting paid to you know put an image across and i thought yeah jesus mustache this long hair looks pretty pretty interesting yeah i hope jay will see me and say i don't care about the historical stuff yeah i like your look and he kept it he did so that yeah. gets, and then also then i can work on that you know it kind of sounds funny but you're working on a character you say what's the character like uh i can you know you look at yourself and get the hair and the mustache and everything and and uh, it adds to what you're yeah. doing, you know. You,
0: you, I, you really have to get into that character, too. I mean, you have to become that person. So when you're in front of the camera, all of a sudden, you're not Rusty Deweys, You're that character.
1: Yeah, of course, the lines, the the uh, wardrobe, and the location, it kind of makes you uh, – that does a lot of the work for that the helped. actor, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, but uh, I always found, find – I don't know how many days I had on that 11, 12 or something, which is a nice amount of days on yeah. a movie. You go in there. It's, it's like a lot of things, I guess, in life. You go in. I go in there, and I haven't done a movie for a long time. It takes me a, about a day to get up to speed on the rhythm of the take and of it. You know, your nerves. Yeah. How do you, how, you know how, you doing this with your face? No, just bring it down, be normal. By the second or third day, you're feeling the character. Yeah. People are coming up to you on the set, like the gaffers and the the, the photographers and the makeup. And they're going, boy, you're. You were really good. You were really good when you said that. They probably wouldn't have said that to me the first day. Yeah, because I wasn't natural. Do
0: you have it. to memorize the lines, or is there are, are, are there any cue cards there? You know, how does that all work? I'm just amazed when I see an actor. I'm going, how the heck do you you memorize all of that?
1: Yeah, you get a script right, and if you're playing the lead part, it's a different story. But you're playing a, you, you get in, uh, you get the script, and then you look through. Say you got seven or eight scenes, and you look through it, and you read it, and you try to get really familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I do, and then you get there. The night before, when you leave the set that day, you get what's called sides. It's a little mimeographed sheets, maybe seven or eight pages, of the things that you have to say. So you'll work on them that night. You get up in the morning. You'll look at them again. It's in there pretty good. Then by the time you go to the set and block the scene, you're reading the lines, and you rehearse it, you have it. That's yeah. really the way it's done. Yeah, a lot of people. And don't you're doing
0: one scene at a time, yeah. so it's not like you got to memorize the entire movie. It's just that one scene. You got to be on. You know, today we're doing this scene, so memorize. And it. if
1: you, if you look, you folks out there listening, looked at the next thing you're going to look at tonight. You'll notice that there's cuts and there's there isn't. There are a lot of scenes where people are just saying. Seventeen or eighteen pages in a row. Yeah. So, uh, but having said that, you know, if you're playing a lead part, there's a lot. There are a lot of things you have to learn. uh, But no, you cut, you cut, you cut. It's really. It's not like being in a play.
0: That's true, right? Yeah, the play. You know, it's an hour and a half long, whatever, and keeps going. You got to have all your lines. I don't
1: prefer movies. I don't, don't. I don't believe movies for me. Yeah. Is not an actor's medium because I don't. I don't need to even memorize the lines. I just told you the, uni- yeah. the wardrobe, the location and, and the words. And there's no reaction. The
0: you're not feeding off anybody.
1: You can. Right. If you're a lead character and you have a little bit longer scenes, yeah. yes, you can. You can really feel it. Like we're doing a real thing right now. Yeah. But if we were doing a movie of this, yeah. you'd be really good at it because you're so good and you've done it for so long. But, um, but then I can stink. And when you see it on the screen, it ain't going to stink because they'll do edit cuts and edits and things. And if, if I did 30, 47 takes that day doing two scenes, and they, they shoot my singles. Yeah. They only need 17 of me. So they can edit it together. Of, so
0: it's not all continuous. It was, 17 yeah. of 47. Right. It's like being
1: a, a, a bass MLB batter. Yeah.
0: They, they got you lots. only have
1: to hit it once out of four. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean yeah.
0: yeah. They got lots to work with. Rusty DeWee's my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. We're going to take a quick break when we come back. We got more with Rusty. He's here for the full hour. He brought his guitar. Going to play some music. Sure. We got lots more to talk about. All right. He's going to ask me some questions. That's all yep. straight ahead right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation planning a business trip or have a global company looking for a strong vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management milne travel is a trusted local partner and they've been one since 1975 milne travel is one of the top travel companies based in new england featuring educational tours vacation travel or corporate solutions let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you guaranteed we're all getting ready to travel again save time and money on your next trip go to www.milltravel.com there you go Ooh. all right we play name that Maybe. tune with corn behind the glass uh, my guest rusty DeWeeze. rusty can you name that tune really
1: i mean it's you really I mean, mean, I'm just gonna say it's not called "You Really Got Me Down."
0: It might be. I don't know. It's it's. Do you know the band? No, The Kinks.
1: Ray Davies. Okay. A little, bit of, know,
0: little bit of trivia for you here. That sound that he had on that guitar. Uh-huh. Rumor has it that he went into the recording studio and he took a knitting needle and he punctured holes in the speaker, so it had that oh, really? kind
1: of
0: had that sound.
1: Yeah. I I I got to tell you I, I I don't know I'm not a car guy. Yeah. I know some music and stuff, but yeah. I, like we grew up at the same, same time basically. Yep. I don't know a lot of a lot of I I could know some movies and and some actors and things but i really don't. i can't sit with people who can name all those stuff the, the kid that just sat around and, and read the back of the record and knows who, who the musicians were yeah. on all those records yeah. and where the first concert was and they still got their concert stubs i'm not that guy i can't hold a candle to folks that know that
0: great segue let's talk a little bit about music with rusty deweese yeah. uh, you know many people know rusty as he's an actor he's a writer uh he's a comedian but he's also a musician plays guitar played drums as he drums as he thing, mentioned yeah. uh, at the beginning of the interview here you know, starting off in a, it was kind of a country rock band, I guess, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in high school, seventies. Yeah, yeah.
1: um, what, yeah. what
0: are your, what are your, what are your true likes? You know, what does Rusty Deweese listen to when he's not playing, when he's not uh, entertaining? You know what? And a question that I always ask, and I always think about it, when you know when you entertain, the ride home. What are you listening to?
1: Okay. First answers. Answer the first question. A lot what do of do I listen to I when I when I have a choice to listen. Yeah. yeah, classical. Really? I ain't even kidding.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm in the bar most every night. You might know that. Yeah. And it's classical. I got this old old uh, 1970s uh, cassette alarm clock. Yeah. Digital. Yes. I got the classical right on it. Then I'll go back, and then I'll go with the country 70s, 80s country, 60s, 70s, 80s, George Jones, them guys, and Merle Haggard. But then the broader answer is. Um, is I like most any, anything, most any music I like. I'll, I you know, like modern rap or reggae, but for the most part, classical and opera. I like it's very soothing to me. What do I listen? I, when I'm driving, yeah, I'd rather, I'd much rather turn you on. I listen to Dev quite a lot. I'm not even just kidding. Yeah, you know, in the mor- morning with Lee and Kyle, and then uh, I like the talk shows. Yeah, but I, I, pr- I probably travel. I used to drive back and forth from New York to. Manhattan to Vermont when I was in my 30s and living there in the 90s freaking radio wasn't on for a second of it really like, right in my head the whole time not in a weird way
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: oh yeah I'm not the guy I got a freak I got a system at my house it's a good one whatever yeah, Wait,
0: whatever.
1: yeah. it's not, yeah. never on I ain't got a TV about 10 years ago I said I don't watch it I'm not I'm well,
0: you're not saving on it. cable that's for sure I don't watch none <laughs> of that
1: stuff it's it's very very, a very s- s- quiet existence regarding actual noise. Yeah. And uh, energy, outside energy, being around outside things. I, I stay not around them. The Maple Festival <laughs> parade <laughs> being ex- an exception. But yeah. remember, when I'm in the Maple Festival parade, I'm on a truck. I'm yeah. standing on a flatbed, yeah. running through it. I'm not down in there having to mingle. So there's an interesting point there. Yeah. So anyway, I, I do like the classical.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah not much of a music yeah. listener. Yeah. I don't dial it. up. Yeah. I don't have a thing on my thing. or I don't have a playlist or nothing. And, yeah. But you're
0: heavily influenced by uh, oh, yeah. by country music. Heavily uh, influenced uh, in your, in by in your country. performance, yeah.
1: I I yeah. Uh, what my thing is, and I said it earlier is, and I think some people can relate. I grew. I was born in 1960. And my parents, for some reason, they let, we'd go to Philly, center of Philly, moved up here when I was seven. My mother's father, my mother's birthday today, my May 8th, you know, uh, anniversary of her birthday. We'd go to see my grandfather, who was a custodian at Arco, Atlantic Richfield Company. He'd get yeah. home at 11. Philadelphia, one of those row houses. Think Archie Bunker. Yeah, yeah. Me and mom and dad and my sister would be there. And I'm six, five, six, seven. Philip Mason would walk in with his Thing we'd have the hard rolls, you know all about, yeah. and the and the cheese and the Lebanon bologna, yeah, with the mustard, yeah. and we'd put them in the hard roll sandwiches. We'd sit in that couch that had the plastic on it. Yeah, we'd watch Johnny Carson. Nice, and on would walk Dean Martin yeah. and Bob Hope and Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby and B- and uh, Buddy Rich yeah, yeah. and Buddy Hackett, and that stuff is so. Yeah, that's what's in me. Yeah. That is inside of me. And then Archie Bunker, the TV show, comes on. And we watch that. And that's ingrained. So I think the Johnny Carson, the Archie Bunker, that's why I do what I do. Yeah. And those are the folks... It's not the kinks. Those are the folks right. who I have some of yeah. the knowledge Yeah,
0: of. well, I remember quite a few years ago, one of the shows that you did, you said that it was heavily influenced by the Dean Martin Show. And, you know, for, mm-hmm. for those of you listening that recall the Dean Martin Show, you know, a variety show where anything could happen, but there was music, there was comedy. Uh, those guys could do it all. Sketch comedy. And, and there were surprises. You know, uh, John, uh, Dean would go to the door. The door, and right, and right, John Wayne. John Wayne would. Be, <laughs>
1: yeah. And Dean didn't like to rehearse, and you know Lucille Ball. I hate to always just go with the fellers. I mean, yeah. Jackie Gleason and yeah. and the and the ladies, uh, Mary Tyler Moore show. Yeah. That stuff is ingrained in me. To me, is old. To me, Brad Pitt's great. I worked yeah. with Brad Pitt. Yeah, I, I think. Oh, I love the guy. I mean yeah. that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I freak out over that Quentin Tarantino movie. I love it because that's actually about 1969. Yeah, you know, yeah. And in Hollywood, but. Brad Pitt, I don't think he can sing and dance.
0: (laughs) I'm sure he can. He's pretty clever behind the mic and a live thing.
1: But these guys and girls could sing and dance and and do it all. That's interesting to me.
0: Rusty DeWeese, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. Uh, we're coming up onto a break. When we come back, the guitar is coming okay. out. We're going to do some music. Uh, before we take that break, I've been telling you about Myers Bagel Cafe in Burlington. Well, you got to check it out. Located now at 408 Shelburne Road in South Burlington, and it's called Myers Wood Fired. Now they're doing their bagels still. You know, honey boiled, uh, wood fired. They got pizza coming up shortly. I was in last week. I talked with Adam. I said, when are you doing the pizza? Hey, you know, we're just, you know, kind of getting things down here with a new location. Uh, But they they still got all their delicious sandwiches, you know, smoked meats. They smoked them themselves. Unbelievable pastries in there. And of course, you know, even mail order. That's right. People love the bagels. They move out of Burlington and they go, man, you know, we'd love to have some bagels. They'll mail them to you. So that's simple. Just go to MyersBagel.com. They will mail bagels to huh. you. You know, a box of them, not in an envelope.
1: No, 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 no. Maybe <laughs> little bagels.
0: Yeah. MyersBagels.com. Check it out. They're on Facebook and Instagram. MyersBagelsBTV. Back with Rusty Louise on Travels with Charlie. Yeah. WDEV. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh-made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should, too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily smile. Welcome back, Travels with Charlie, Rusty DeWeese, my guest. Well, that's not Rusty playing guitar, that's Tom Petty. Name that tune. Rusty does have his trusty guitar in
1: studio with me. Rusty,
0: does your guitar have a name?
1: <clears throat> no. Maybe
0: we need to name Rusty's guitar. Patrick two-
1: Leahy Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> this airport, every time I see that, I'm like, come on with yeah. the naming airports after politicians. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Calm down on that, boo. Uh, two, four,
0: That's four, just four. my
1: opinion, though, yeah, folks.
0: Well, you know, I think I had the same reaction. Uh, uh, 2441777. You know, I know. I'm not saying anything yeah. ab- about
1: the man. Yeah. Don't know. I know yeah. the man a little bit. I'm saying, listen. If I already got a gold darn turtle factory named after me downtown yeah. there,
0: yeah, Echo. and they're
1: gonna name uh, uh, an airport after me, I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna say to them, you know what I'm gonna say? I say, you want to name the the airport Rusty Ruiz Airport because I've been a politician for 50s. Yeah, years. yeah. Let's go to the airport and find the longest serving custodian. There you go. Who's been the longer-serving custodian? Well, there's Susie over there. Susie's been here 17 years. She's been working part-time last six. I said, what's her last name? Jones. It's the Susie Jones (laughs) Airport, you sons (laughs) of... Why not? I mean, come on! Yeah, no kidding. You walk in that airport in the morning, you could eat off the floor. See, you know, and And it ain't because of
0: and the sad and the sad thing is you know 50 or 100 years from now I mean this is happening in Middlebury it's like nobody okay. We're, we're taking the name off of me yeah. oh, yeah. chapel because something that he supposedly did or his family did you know you know governor Jim Douglas yeah he, he, oh, he,
1: he he's that. suing them. Which,
0: which you know, con- you know, good for you, Jim. No, no, absolutely, he, uh, he, good he ain't for you. But the one. same thing will happen. Something will come up. Well, you know, I don't think we should have that name on there anymore. You know, he did something, or supposedly did something. I think.
1: Well, that's a that's a big uh, that's an overall theory uh, philosophy for my life is that nobody cares. Yeah. You walk down in front. You walk <laughs> down. You take your kids there. Your grandkid, Charlie. And you walk down in front of the New York Public Library. Yeah. And you know it's got the big old tigers there on yeah. each side of it. Yeah. They put wreaths around each lion's head. Yeah. And there is a very important man who raised and gave money for that New York Public Library. Very important. They had openings for that and everything. And uh, some kid walks by there now and they don't even care. So you got <laughs> to realize they have no you know, idea. They got to realize yeah. that all this yeah. naming stuff is ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Well, you brought your guitar in.
1: I'd be embarrassed. Uh,
0: yeah, and and your work, you're, you're having a new guitar made just for you. Yeah. Custom piece.
1: Yeah, naming it the Patrick Leahy <laughs> guitar. <laughs> That'd be the Patrick Leahy guitar. <laughs> yeah, from a guy, Mark Birds. He's in Tunbridge, young guy. And I, yeah I wanted a guitar that I could play on the back of the truck. That I could plug in. This is yeah. a 1960s. You folks who know instruments, this is 1967 Martin guitar, and uh, your buddy Billy Bratcher would be listening to this. And you yep. know, I don't want to put a pickup on it, even if it's you don't have to drill a hole. They got pickups now. I don't want. I want it to stay to be acoustic. Yeah. So I said, I'll have some, a guy make, make me one, and uh, he's making a wicked beauty for me. And, and it's just been a fun process, and that'll be done at the end of May, and I'll be able to get on that, that su- sunburst, you know, those guitars with the s- yeah. yellow and the Well, I've seen and- some
0: pictures of it on Instagram. The, the, the paint job on it is just, I mean, you can make a coffee table out of this. <laughs> you know, the
1: backside is beautiful. Yeah, and it'll be very durable, and it, the fact is it's the same exact size and fingering things yep. and everything, so it'll be fun.
0: So Rusty DeWeese, my guest this afternoon. On travels with Charlie two four four seventeen seventy seven one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five had a shy guy call in just uh, before the break and said uh, he, he loved your movies but uh, didn't want to come on and talk with us. He so.
1: liked Coram uh, said he liked the movie called Disappearances, which was made by Jay Craven, the same guy that made Lost Nation, the one you were talking about about Ethan Frome that'll be out in two thousand twenty four. But the book Disappearances was written by Howard Frank Mosier, who died four or five years ago. Young, mm-hmm. 76, he was a great guy. Stranger in the Kingdom and everything. Yeah. So he wrote the yeah. book. And uh, Chris Christofferson. funny thing. That's right. You mentioned that. Here I got a guitar, and Chris Christopherson was in that movie, and my scene was with Chris Christopherson. Nice. And I got to ride in the van back to the hotel with Chris, and I got to ask him about the movie Convoy. Oh, Sam, yeah. Sam Peckinpah yeah. directed it, because yeah. I had been in Black Dog. Yeah. And uh, we were talking oh, around yeah, pecking bone. I didn't agree on <laughs> But he was cool. Chris was Chris was very cool.
0: You're gonna play something? Is, play maybe and, sing something too? Or? I'll play yeah.
1: and sing, and I'll cut yeah. it short just because. Yeah. Uh, this is a song about simplicity. Uh, my dad once said to me as I, I I backed my car up their driveway, mom and dad's driveway. He was 94 when he died. He's about 90. And I'd show him the car on the trailer, and he used to go to Thunder Road with Mom. And I'd walk down to the truck and get in the truck to drive it to Thursday to go practice at Thunder Road. And he'd say, hey, Ross. I'd say, yeah. He's shouting to me now. He had a lot of pep. Stick close to the fence. (laughs) It's the fastest way around. (laughs) Now, that's not necessarily true at Thunder Road because the outside's good. But then I'd go to Thunder Road, and I was not a lifelong racer. I didn't grow up with it. And the old timers come around you after you take some laps, and your car is loose going in, tight going out. Loose going out, tight going in. And they'd tell you how to get it going. And the one guy, I remember, he said, You know, Russ, sometimes you drive slower, you get around faster. (laughs) So about three winters ago, I was sitting at home, and I thought, Stick close to the fence, fastest way around. You drive slower, you get there faster. Mm -hmm. Simplicity. Yeah. I'm going racing, Mom and Dad, but I will soon be back. I'm pretty sure tonight won't be the night I tame that track. Apropos, cause Thunder Road opened last night. Mom, yesterday, Mom said, Don't worry, Russ, we don't care if you place one, two, or three. Then Dad said these words, I live by now. And he said them right on clear to me. He said, stick close to the fence, Russ, it's the fastest way around. Don't run so hard, your back end starts to slide. If you let up on a gas, you're going to beat them to the line, I wager dang near every time. Stick close to the fence, Russ, it's the fastest way around. Dad used to say, Russ, money's easy to get. All you got to do is work, Russ, and you'll have plenty. He'd say, look cross street. See that fellow over there, Russ? He'll, he'll pay you to mow his lawn cause, just because he don't want to muss his hair. Like <laughs> He'd say, two plus one is three, and four is seven. Add five is 12 and nine, and you get 21. My dad always said if I could add in my head, never have to worry if my battery went dead. I like that. You know. <laughs> And I'd usually go into another chorus here, but I'll go right on to the third verse. I, I also pick one too, but oh, what the hell, I'll pick one. When you get up in the AM right off, don't reach for your boots, grab your socks. Put them on one at a time. Then don't think about the day ahead. Just sit there and think about how good them socks feel. Because sock-footed moments are sublime. <laughs> That's it stick close to the fence, Russ, it's the fastest way around. Don't run so hard, your back end starts to slide. If you let up on a gas, you beat him to the line, I'll wager dang near every time. Stick close to the fence, it's the fastest way around. If you let up on a gas, you're gonna beat them to the line, I'll wager dang near every time. Stick close to the fence, it's the fastest way around. Beginning.
0: There you go. Rusty DeWeese on Travels with Charlie. There you go. Uh, Rusty, you, you you mentioned that your style, and I don't know anything about it, but your style of guitar playing is flat picking. Well, did, did, was that a flat pick you just did?
1: Not no, strumming. I did a little bit of okay. uh, strumming, a little bit of... Um
0: now, if you could explain what flat picking is, and you got to do it—he just dropped his pick, so he obviously isn't going to do any flat picking that without.
1: Son of a gun. Can I give you a quarter or a dime? Did they fall in your boots? That thing must have just went right up a rabbit's touch what? hole, right in there, Harry. I, don't, Man. Know. I uh, don't know, but I got another pick. Well, yeah,
0: I was going to say, since when is the guitars flat without
1: an extra pick? You, know, you got to throw them to the crowd. You know, the fiddle tune would yeah. be uh, "Little Red Wing." Mm. Let me do that again. It's an old fiddle tune, yeah. and you notice my hand, my right hand's going up and down and up and down and up yeah. and down. Yeah, a lot of picking. But it ain't hitting the string every time, and the left hand does the notes. See that hand, that right hand? Watch it. It just goes up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down. That's flat picking. Yeah, and it's a style of. And
0: that of you really like that, right? You're really get yeah, into it. Yeah, because again,
1: when I was playing, yeah. you guys know, when I was playing. In the bands in the 70s, we'd play at the VFWs and the Legions, and Don Como played the fiddle. Mm. I was the drummer, Don was to my left, so we used to play 45 minutes of round dancing and 15 a square. And I grew up playing drums from when I was 15 to about 22 with that. Fiddle music, gotcha. Maple Sugar. Yeah, right in my left. Ear. And of
0: course, fiddle music is still very uh, popular in your shows. You've got the, is it Patrick That's uh, Ross? Well,
1: it was yeah, it's Patrick Ross now, but it yeah. was Don Como Yeah. For- yeah. For fifteen. Yeah. You know you know I had George Woodard stop by my house the other night with his with his girlfriend by accident. He you know, off the cuff they drove up his Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And I've been trying to think about how long I've been doing the lager and I knew the way to know it was to ask George when it was the first time he had me in his groundhog operat to do my first two big stories. I said, George, when when ninety five. Wow. What's that? Yeah, 95, because that's the year we did it up in Barton. I remember you was up in Barton. <laughs> so I count 1995 is when I started the logger, because that's when I started getting paid to do the logger. Did I... you
0: ever think that it would go to where it is today? I mean, the logger is
1: – it's an entity. I
0: mean, it's a – it's a business
1: it was very yeah. it's a business yeah. it was very yeah. relevant back. We all had our time when the timing was, and the people would go to shows and buy videos and DVDs. but uh, no that's not the point. you know the, the point was never to do that. I just learned these stories because I loved it and I loved it, and I did it. but then when people started coming i didn't just go i'll sleep all day tomorrow because I'm tired <laughs> now some people no, what I'd <laughs> do is i'd get up and be on your show and I'd get up and be on Corm's show, yeah. and you guys as part of the um Community would help people like me by having you on. Yeah. Well, because you
0: were entertaining, I mean, and, and, you know, people loved you, and we wanted to have you on, because you were you were very entertaining, obviously, but, you know, and people may not know this about you, but, uh, you know, you started off in New York City, before you were an actor, you worked for an auction house. Yeah. yeah. You, were, you would do
1: auctions. William Doyle. Rockwell.
0: How did that affect what you do today?
1: Well, simply, I, I, I did not do, the, I didn't call auctions, I was the assistant of the owner yeah. and the, the main guy. I've William heard you Doyle. call
0: an auction. Well, home. yeah,
1: but <laughs> I wasn't doing it in New York. I, I think you and
0: it. I did one for the. I don't know if it was the Lions Club or something years ago in Colchester. Uh, you,
1: yeah. You, you were taught the me MC. how to do it. I said, How do you do that? He said, Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the MC of that, I remember. That was good. You're good on the mic, on off the cuff. But no, I worked down in New York City for an auction house, and I was a boss's assistant. And I simply put, do not take any more time. I was his right hand man. He had a wife and three daughters. I learned business and how to. So, what I learned in New York City in my 30s. Learned a bunch from William Doyle. The logger hits at about 35, 36. I'm in New York the first three or four years when I'm yeah. doing that. And I applied the business I learned in New York. I applied that business yeah. sense to the to the logger. And, and, and
0: what you have, Rusty, uh, you know, a lot of actors, actresses, uh, you know, people in that kind of, you know, the creative arts, they're usually really good with that, but they need somebody to do the yes. you know the business stuff, very but astute, yeah. you've you, you know will. both sides of your brain do it, which is a, that, that's not very
1: common. It's just the way it goes. I, yeah. you know, you're exactly right. When I would do plays at Vermont Repertory Theater, which is next to the Haraway Theater at the Fourth Ethan Allen, there's a chapel there, and Vermont Repertory Theater after I got out of Champlain. I did plays there, and all the young little college kids from UVM would they be doing their vocal exercises? And I'd be out in the middle of January; it'd be snowing before the play, going through my lines, and I'd be watching how many cars were coming in the parking lot. It was always yeah, interesting. Yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to do this work for nothing. I want to see the people come. So that's yeah, you're right. I like business. Now, I like business.
0: We're, we're running out of time, and now, I we did, gotta, we're we're going to switch things around, and Rusty's going to get on the other side of the microphone and 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 interview me. But before we do that. Um, I just found out about Rusty, and Rusty and I have known each other for a long time. And Rusty says, you know, you haven't known this about me, but I'm, I'm a Stoic. Uh, and so I look it up, you know, what is Stoicism? And some people on your Instagram think that it's because you live in Sto. Yeah, that, no, no. no right, it's right. Stoic, not Stowe, Not Stoism, Stoicism. And and what exactly that means, and I don't know, if you can give a quick uh, rundown of that. Um, is it? Academics have proven that uh, taking part in the ancient philosophy of Stoicism does reduce negative emotions. This is what I read about it. Um, uh, It's like the elimination diet of thought. It offers to solve problems by shutting off the feeling part. Well, uh, 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 what are the four principles of Stoicism? Wisdom, justice, courage, and moderation. What can you tell me about it? I can simplify it. I'd
1: hate to be anywhere to call myself a Stoic. It's a practice that I'm following. I've been following it for years without knowing it. Basically. What we have control over is our, they call it, reasoned choice. Yeah. So if the car pulls out in front of you and takes your spot going through the red light, it's your choice of how to react to that, how to let that affect you. That's basically it. You don't have control totally over your body, or uh, but you have control. The only thing you have is that. Well, I got fired. Well, how am I going to deal with that? Well, I broke my femur. Yeah. Well, that car ran into me. But maybe... Is it, a, was, is it
0: a lack of emotion? No, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. Okay. No, it's not a lack of emotion at all. It's not, it doesn't say don't feel, feel those feelings. It says feel those feelings and then reason of how you're going to deal with those feelings. You know, when you see something, how many times in your life do you see something happen? You perceive what's going on and you're wrong. Well, I didn't get the job because he don't like me because his wife saw me and this and that and everything. See the guy three day, three years later and he says, Hey Russ, how you doing? Listen, we got a job coming up. We'd like to we'd like you to uh, to apply for it because we really think you'd be good for it. Well, you didn't hire me for the last one. Oh no, we couldn't have you for that one because there was a reason for that. But I liked you during that uh, during that interview, and we're gonna hire you now three years later. Mm. But between that time, if if you go in and get don't, don't get that job, and you go out of there and you drink because you didn't get it, and you blame this on it, and then you're mad to your partner. And you you're you wouldn't this. have
0: gotten the job the second time,
1: you wouldn't have gotten the job the yeah. second time, but that's all that time, those three years wasted
0: yeah.
1: on angst and everything. And you're gotcha. going to the doctor. The stoic, the stoicism says, don't perceive anything from what happened. You didn't get the job, that's the the actual fact, that's the event, it's now done, how are you going to deal with it? You're in control of that, and that's all you're in control of in your life. You're not in control of it if you go right home right now and and your wife is going to say something a certain way. You're not in control of
0: it. We need another. You, we need another how hour, do you show. You deal with it, Look what I just opened up here, Rusty Dewees. Look at me. I got fire under my control. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the pick is. <laughs> Rusty Dewees on Travels with Charlie. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. We'll take a quick break, and I still got a lot of stuff I wanted to talk with you about. Uh, man, cooking. to you know, ask Rusty you stuff, Rusty man. cooking on the uh, on his wood stove in the bar. Look at the, the notes barn. I got. Look at the Holy. notes I got. To I I'm not even on IMDB. Where'd you find out a lot of stuff about me? We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Rusty is going to interview me on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. Oh yeah, I, I know this one. Travels with Charlie. Welcome back. Rusty DeWeese. My guess. That's, uh, Paul McCartney.
1: Yeah, this one, this one <laughs> I know. Rusty knew that Sorry. one. Now we're, we're, we're
0: going to reverse roles here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us. If you want to jump in, 244 1777 And Rusty, go ahead. You can interview me. Charlie,
1: I want to do this in a longer form. I got a lot of notes, but we'll get to what we can get to. And I don't even know this. Where, where did, this is for people who are Charlie fans. You don't know this stuff. Where, where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in Burlington. I was born in Burlington. I, High school? I, I, I went to Rice High School, went to Cathedral Grammar School, lived in Boston for about 15 years, went down there, met my wife down there.
1: We could, we could go through what's your first job on radio and all this yeah. stuff because, and I have those all down here. Yeah. But because we were limited on time, I'm going to get to the pithy. <laughs> Something Charlie Papillo. You would say, the thing you would say to a 24 year old, you, you get to stay, this is what I would tell you about life.
0: Follow your dreams. Do what you want to do. Uh, you know, and, you know, my wife will probably kick me for this because I never, I've never done it for the money. I've always done what I enjoy doing. And, and a lot of people don't do that. You know, well, you know, I, I mean, I remember when we got married and she was like, you know, and no knock to your dad who who drove a bus, but it was like, you know, we, we can get you a job on the T. You can drive a, you know, a, you know, a subway. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to be on the radio. I, when I was 10 years old, Rusty, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be on the radio and I followed that dream and, and, you know, many people have said this, if you, if, if you do what you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't work.
1: Well, I mean, I do have a set of questions that I think are, would be really interesting. But we'll, we'll just pick up on that. First of all, very stoic of you to, to say that, that you didn't go for the money. You've mentioned your wife uh, a couple, three times already. So how many years have you been married?
0: Oh, man, I don't know. No, no, a really, really, really. a, a long know. time. You I, know.
1: I don't know. I don't
0: keep track of well, that stuff, sign, man. Yeah. You know, like 30, 40 years, you guys. We've been together forever, yeah.
1: Yeah, and we we're a great yeah. couple and always you yeah, were always talking I was talking
0: nineteen about, or twenty years old, I think, when I
1: met her. Always be talking about her yeah. and I would meet her so many times yeah. and very lovely. Yeah. Um the, oh 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 oh. So at ten I'll go to the big you know, the, the normal thing to say. Who, who turned you on? Were you, I say Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, yeah. Johnny Carson. Who's the person or people or woman or guy that turned Bob you on? Bob Barker. No
0: kidding, Bob Barker. I would have
1: never thought that. When
0: when I was uh, you know sitting home, uh, and it must have been you know when it was kindergarten age. I didn't go to kindergarten. I stayed home because I had my younger sister. I stayed home and kind of just hung out with her, uh, and we would watch TV. And Truth or Consequences. And I used to watch that show and go, man, I love what that guy does. He's got the microphone and he's interviewing people and he's having fun. First, it was Bob Barker, and then from Bob Barker, Jackie Gleason, but number one, Johnny Carson. For me, yeah, me Johnny too, Carson man. was my mentor. I watched him and the way that he did things, and I I often said this, you know, I, I never got that audience level that Johnny got, but it doesn't matter because I got I to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. I got up every morning and entertained people, and that's all that mattered. It, it doesn't matter how many people are in the audience.
1: He, yeah, I mean, let's go. Well, me and you will sit down sometime about Carson. Um uh, to tell me a little bit more about Bob Barker, because you saying that interests me. I'm assuming he started off in radio, and you might know that. He might
0: have started off in radio. I don't know. A lot of game show hosts did. Uh, you know, I kind of wanted to go that route. I said, I, I need to do a game show first, and then I can get a radio gig. Right. So I never got the game show, but I, you know, he just, he, he just, I loved what he did. Just loved what he did. You have
1: a lot of the feeling of Johnny Carson. I feel that Johnny Carson wasn't uh, acerbic or belittling the way some of the newer people are. Yes. Um I say so uh, uh, you told me and the radio listeners about your philosophy about don't ever do don't do it for the money do So most memorable lesson your dad taught you most memorable lesson your mom taught you, I just did a song about my
0: you know my boy, you know that's a tough one uh rusty um a lot of lessons. well, you know uh with my dad it was you know, you know and my dad's very special to me. I lost my dad at, at an early age, yeah oh. he was a young man when he died and and I was with him and and that's affected me my whole life. there's a whole We can get into that maybe you know some other time, but uh that's um he just um he was a great man uh I, and you know I look back at him and what he did and um he you know just a hard working man and he loved his family
1: the overall
0: lesson yeah. It? It was yeah he left that That's absolutely it's been yeah, so much this fun is like too god
1: darn serious
0: <laughs> 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 oh man
1: travels to the, the glory of <laughs> oh. heaven and stoicism and Charlie's dad I will be back with you on May
0: 22nd with Scott Milne and Joe Connolly from the Vermont City Marathon Rusty thanks for being oh, thanks with for me thanks for having me we're going to continue this oh
1: god darn I can't wait
0: have a great day yeah,
1: see ya